0: Hey guys, this is Elle. this is Mad Break. And we're going to be discussing a torch against the night today.
1: Oh. to an ember in the ashes.
0: Yeah. Mm, this one hurt.
1: <laughs> this book hurt. got crazy.
0: It was like the first one was, was a nice adventure. It has moments that were kind of like, oh, oh dare. And then this one was just like, I'm going to rip your heart out and I'm gonna stick that knife in there and it's not gonna move and you're gonna have to deal with that.
1: Yes and everything slowly slides into chaos and concern. Oh yeah and then you're like yeah it's gonna get better and
0: it looks like it's <laughs> gonna get better and then it gets worse and you're like this isn't what I wanted.
1: And for but me there was a moment of relief at the end we're like okay we got through that but then you really examine what's happened you're like oh we're not really in a great place. So after the madness of the ending of the last book, where Laya breaks Elias out of the execution, I think was how that worked. They're on the run and Elias is poisoned and dying. And Laia's like, I'm going to save you. Or was he poisoned at the the end of the last book or the beginning of this book?
0: It was the beginning of this book because they're in like a warehouse or something and they're trying to get a horse so they can escape and his uh. mother is like I know exactly where you're gonna go I know exactly what you're gonna do because you're my son and I trained you so she like <laughs> meets him there and then they're fighting and she like nicks him with the sword or whatever and yep. then she starts to laugh and he's like what is this
1: <laughs> yep and then she's beaten and they're like aha we beat her and uh, then they realize I don't feel like that was actually a good thing that happened yeah that was too
0: easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like, what is it? A couple of hours later, he's, like, on the horse getting ready to pass out. And he's like, oh, I was poisoned. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Yep. And uh, then they go make some great decisions. And no, they find talk. bandits. And, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, she disappears.
1: Yeah. She does.
0: No, I mean, Leia.
1: Oh, Oh, she does do that. I thought you were the uh, command that was in the warehouse and then she was gone.
0: I mean she does disappear, but she does a more of like a Batman spooky, I'm gonna just leave, disappear. Yeah. Whereas, I is kinda like, I need to get medicine. I've got this medicine. Now these people are hunting for me. I'm gonna hide in this box and they open it and I'm like, Oh wait, they didn't see me. Yep. Kind of disappear. I was yep. like, Where did this come from?
1: spooky supernatural disappearance was some of that um hinted at in the the first book i think some of that was hinted at that she had something kind of spooky going on with her it might have been i think there was like a really subtle
0: um it might have been near the beginning of the book when she was going through like the labyrinth and the tunnels Mm -hmm. and she Creature and the creature was like, What are you or something?
1: Yes. Yes. She came across uh, it was like an ifrit or something, or a gin, or I don't know. She came across some kind of supernatural creature creature and then asked what she was. Which is a really cool setup, I think, overall in these books. And it's one of the different things I like about this author, where there's a lot of stuff that you take at face value, I think, at first, at least I did, we're like, okay, this is an adventure story, this is a fantasy story, and then it's all building up to something. And when mm-hmm. she brings out what it was building up to, it Makes sense and everything comes together, and you weren't even looking for those clues to begin with. You were just accepting yep. them.
0: Yep. I love when people do that because, like, it makes rereading so much better.
1: Yes. Because, when like,
0: you see all of the hints that are there, and you're like, oh, you sneaky author. Yes. Let's see what you're
1: doing. That Harry Potter clue lane.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Harry Potter is just on another level with that, though.
1: Well, we still have two more books to go with this one, so who knows what's in store for some of this. That's true,
0: and the newest book looks like it's going to be even more heartbreaking than the last one. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Everything's uh, becoming problematic, but we'll work. We'll work towards that. We'll work through all the problems that crop up in this book for everybody. Maya uh, goes to get
0: um medicine yes for Elias so he doesn't just keel over and die <laughs> is and then is that on the way back that she meets our other two companions or is it later on
1: uh are we talking about Keenan and uh is his name Izzy yes yes I love her mm. oh. um I think I think she did run into them on the way back It was roughly around that time period. Okay. Because Keenan's like, I was waiting for you on the boat and you sent me your friend instead. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna go get my brother now.
0: So that happens. They go back. Elias kind of like stabilizes a bit. And then he starts having this thing where his soul slips out into like another (laughs) realm. And he meets this person that kind of takes care of
1: souls. And you're like, the soul catcher. What? yes. <laughs> Which was a really bizarre piece of, I don't know, I guess I'd say world building. Like how the soul catcher fits into the world is really odd to me because she dwells in that forest. And she takes care of all the lost souls. But then at some point in the story, you find out the the forest is a physical place in the world you can visit. So his soul is basically jumping from wherever he's at to another part of the world. It's not slipping into another realm or into a dream realm, which is what I had initially assumed. He's actually traveling somewhere else. And how that, I guess how that supernatural world overlaps with the real world it's also really interesting and really different because like I said I was expecting that to be like a dream realm or a different realm versus a place you can actually walk into and interact with um, you yep. which is I guess fundamental to how the history of this world works where you did have supernatural people and beings living next to the regular humans and you know the general problems that come with that
0: yeah like the gin is it gin or genie i feel like we have this conversation every time
1: so it's it's this if it's d-j-i-n-n it's just gin as far as i'm aware and then if there's like an i at the end or if it's spelled like genie it is genie okay but, uh are i think genie might be a derivative of gin i think it might have been gin first i'd have to look okay. into that meanwhile back home helene's having a great time Oh yeah! Family being held hostage, and her boss being a crazed, bloodthirsty, merciless boy guy. And, this is uh, like one of those instances of a character not I didn't
0: expect to be such a major part, just becoming the flat-out antagonist.
1: Mm-hmm. The series. Oh yeah. oh
0: yeah! It's like in the first book, you're just like, oh, Marcus, you know, he's he's just.
1: He's, He's just back. the bully. He's like the Draco Malfoy, yeah. just harassing the team always, and you're like, you know, you just go away, please. Go, go die in a hole or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then... And, uh- <laughs> <laughs> hand him some power.
0: It's like, oh, you're still, you're still here, and you're worse now, because you yes. can actually do things.
1: yes. And I think I commented on this in the last podcast as I was sitting and thinking when we were going through the trials, how are we going to work out, you know, if Elias is Emperor and then we finally settled on that, you know, Helene will be impressed and then Elias can be Bloodstrike and then he'll be released and all will be good. And you're working into these scenarios. And the author said, no, none of those scenarios are true. We're going with like the worst possible scenario Mm -hmm. right here and uh, really raise those stakes immediately. Let's talk about these augers,
0: man, because these guys,
1: they just, I, mean, I am confused about like the augers. Again, talking about how, how we're interacting with the supernatural in this world, like who, does it explain where they come from? I think it might have, I'm forgetting this. No?
0: I don't think it does. Uh, I mean, I might be blanking on it too, but. I don't think it does. I think there might be, like, a line or two that kind of tells you, like, what they do, but not where they came from. And these guys are just giving this advice to everyone and
1: wrecking their lives. Oh, I know. It's like, stop listening to the audience. I have some kind a of master plan, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know if I trust these people. Like, who are they? What are they doing? What do they want? Like
0: everyone who listens to them just ends up in like a horrible situation
1: i mean arguably it's all it's all one of those things where we're working towards the greater good master plan and we just have to suffer through it because you know sometimes the worst plans are just how it has to be looking at infinity wars also but no spoilers there um yeah I don't I don't fully know what they want or if they're it's one of those those situations where I'm looking at them Like they have a master plan and if we trust it, you know All this is gonna be worth it in the end, but I'm also looking at it You know, they have a master plan if we trust it They might just be you know trying to overthrow us and get us all dead and
0: miserable and I might free the gym
1: (laughs) And I oh gosh, we'll get to that. I feel bad for the gym, but also the gym are so problematic (laughs) <laughs> Humanity just likes to make a mess for itself always, and now we have to pay for it.
0: August oh, like, yeah, you know, follow us, and you know, you'll be free, you'll be happy, and, you know, you'll be strong. what is it they say? You'll be stronger for it, or something?
1: They f- they phrase it in a certain way where they're like, it'll it'll benefit you in some way, but it's also one of those vague wording things where you're like, do you want that? Is that actually what we need? Mm-hmm.
0: Then you get to the end, and you're like, no, no, oh, it's no. not what I wanted. Not worth it. Mm. So then there's the whole parts where, like, Colleen's chasing after Elias because yes, <laughs>
1: Which is really some interesting, there's a lot of interesting, I don't know if it's character development or just watching her as a character sort through her feelings towards this. Because on one hand, she's hunting down her best friend, who kind of, you know kicked her heart, and fled, and she doesn't know what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, she would have to turn him into the worst being on the Empire currently. And on the other hand, if she doesn't do that, um, her family is being held hostage.
0: Like her sister's literally... Getting engaged to Marcus—is that what it is?
1: Yes, yes. Marcus says, "Hey, I'm gonna marry your sister," and it was it was her her mean sister, wasn't it? The sister who was who was always mean to Helene, and was like always turning up her nose at her, and was like whatever. And Helene's still like, "You're my sister, though. I'm gonna take care of you." Well, yeah. the mean sister was very snotty about it, and she was, like, "I'm gonna be an empress. Just gonna, oh, yeah. I'm gonna rule by his side." I think eventually, eventually did. Oh, yeah, she went down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot the scope of how bad Helene's life is. Yes, yeah, so I think the first time Helene fails to get back Elias, the first time Helene fails uh, Emperor Marcus, Marcus kills her father, doesn't he? Doesn't he? I think so. I'm pretty sure he killed the father first and then was engaged to the sister. No, the father was still alive the father had gotten out of prison yes and i think it was the sister would marry marcus yes
0: Yes. i I think because there was like that whole dinner thing
1: yes the
0: whole family was there um i can't remember where the father died if the father died after her first slip up when she let elias go or if it was after the whole, hey, there's an army out here, you need to know about this thing. And the, I'm going to kill your family because I already knew about this thing.
1: Okay, that might have been it. Oh, that army thing was also a scary turnaround. And I was so excited for it too. So that that comes later on. Do we want to jump to that or do we want to work on talk about that now since we're on the subject of bullying?
0: I'm... Trying to remember like what happens between there. It's mostly just like them, like Elias, Leia, Kenan, and Izzy traveling, and like Elias jumping back and forth between the stole picture. Yeah. Yeah. So there isn't like, and most of that is just like character building, I guess, and relationship building between characters.
1: Well, there was also, there's also a lot of important building there's a lot of that rebuilding alliances and friendships and all that and mm-hmm. the trust and all that but there's also learning a bit about when Elias is talking to the Soul Catcher he's learning about the history of what's going on and why the world is this way and who the spooky shadow man that his mom's consorting with is so that's some, night that night. stuff is important even if it, it's not I don't think it to me it wasn't as immediately like tension building as Helene's situation because yeah. Helene just stressed me out watching her
0: but, yeah uh, the The tension with their side kind of came nearer to the end yes yes but we can talk about Helene I mean, and then we can go to that because that needs like a full 20 minutes on its own just to get feelings out mm-hmm good god
1: yeah so much happens <laughs> so she spends most of the book you know Stressing about her family and her sister keeps being a jerk to her and she keeps trying to protect her sister And then she keeps going after Elias and going should I though and almost catching him and then not catching him and giving him breaks at weird moments And then also jumping on him and causing problems um, And then eventually might have been near the end. She discovers there is an army amassing in this like a secret mountain valley or something like that sees this is the enemy's army and she goes, This is the real problem. We need to go report this right now. And then you're. It's as the, the commandant's army. What's that?
0: It's the commandant's yes, army. That
1: was right. Was and she army. was like,
0: It's going to overthrow Marcus. I need to go tell Marcus that this is happening. Yep. That's more important than catching Elias right now. Yep. And if I do this, then he'll, you know, forgive me or whatever. And then I don't have to deal with the Elias situation as well. And I get. Again out for both things.
1: Exactly. And as the reader, then, you're like, yes, finally a break, and we're gonna deal with the real problem, which is the command and whatever the hell she's planning.
0: Yeah. And then she gets back. She like right on the way back. She gets to Marcus and she's like and it's I think he's in front of like a group of people. This is like on like in a throne room or something. Yes. Yep. And there's a bunch of people there. she comes in and she like kneels down and she gives her information and he's Pissed because he's like, I already knew about this. Mm -hmm. I had plans to deal with this. You have just wrecked all my plans. I told you to go after Elias. What are you doing here? Yes, yes. And then uh, punishment. And punishment, which consists of taking your entire family, you know, Mm -hmm. locking them up,
1: taking them to a cliff, and throwing them off the side. Yep. And I think in the end, it's just her youngest, her and her youngest sister are left, isn't it? I don't, I don't I th- remember if I thought, was left. I thought the her, so she has the two younger sisters. The older of the two was kind of the jerk, and she was killed, and she was so shocked by it because she thought Marcus was her, her going to be her love or whatever, and she was having her impress dreams, which was also a horrible moment because. Helene's trying to save her younger sister and she can't and the younger sister's been so mean to her and Helene's trying to protect her still and just, no, it's terrible. That hurt my soul so much. But I thought at the and very end the, the ultimate punishment was the youngest sister who was actually sweet was now Marcus's bride.
0: Right. There we go. That was it. I remember the youngest one being Marcus's bride. Yes. That, yeah. And like, didn't like Helene couldn't do anything, right? No. Nope. She had to just there and watch it. It wasn't like anyone holding her or anything. She just had to watch it happen. Because it was kind of like her duty. Yes. And it was like, didn't her father say something to her too? Because that's why I think her father was still alive
1: for that. Her father had something really profound and noble and dutiful to tell her, and I don't know what it was. But he was was a (laughs) cool dad until the end, I I felt like. (laughs) It was a good thing that he said, and
0: it was heartfelt, and it was important, we just can't remember it.
1: Yes, because we are very great discussers of this book. High I quality book review. I wish I had this book in front of me to view this, but I do not. Uh,
0: sorry. I mean, I have it, I just don't have it. <laughs>
1: anyway. My bad. It's all good. Okay. So, yeah, so that was the situation with her. And, uh, yeah, her life just slowly descends from bad to worse. And I don't really know if anything good happens to her in the scope of any of this at all.
0: I mean, she meets that dude who doesn't necessarily hate her. The one that follows her around, his name begins with H. I
1: can't Yes. Remember. Okay. Oh, oh, he was it. Was it like, I oh, want to see, it was like Hawkins or something? Okay assign this this guy this guy was a really cool character. I wish I remembered his name because I loved him. Harper. Harper. It was Harper. I loved him. He was like weird. Okay. That was a weird way to phrase it. But um didn't the Commandant <laughs> commandant, commandant I want to call it Commandant but didn't the commandant assign Harper to like watch her to watch I think So I
0: just flat out told her that.
1: Yes, well, because he was straight up a, a spy for, I thought it was the, the commandant. I can't remember if it was the commandant or Marcus. So you spend most of the, the book watching him, and Helene watches him, and she's like, I can't say these things in front of him. So she spends like half her time hiding certain things from him, and then slowly we learn more about him, and we discover he's actually a decent person in the scope of all of this.
0: Probably one of the few decent people, which is weird, because the commandant may put him there, and it's like... Hmm. and there's this whole thing going on about there's somebody that he loves and I'm like who is this I really want to know
1: yeah and he I think because the command didn't like him because he trained under her I thought and I think she just liked him he was a really good soldier and Mm -hmm. he did good work and he obeyed orders and this and that so I think she trusted him because he had all those traits that made him a really great soldier and he was loyal unlike her son and all that so um <laughs> so the uh, commandant trusted him and liked him, but that didn't necessarily mean that he was her or like her in any way, as we're kind of discovering, but you know, we don't know if there's gonna be another plot twist because that's what that's what the author does. Just loves, you know Just toys so with my emotions. Hmm.
0: He he really is a weird character, though. Yes. We're- not weird like what are you up to weird
1: yes and there's so much trust that you start to put in things and then you realize that was not a good place to put that trust and throughout these two books that it's difficult as the reader to really fully trust them even if he turns out to be like the most dependable character in the book you're going to spend the whole extent of this quartet looking at him I'm guessing wondering what he actually is doing and who side he actually is on no matter I what he does, Keenan. Do, do we need to discuss Keenan? We need to. We need <laughs> like, to I think we've wrapped up Helene's life and the mystery of Harper. I've had a year of just
0: sitting on this, <laughs> <night somewhere. laughs> because no one else would read this damn book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, Keenan, who is spooky.
0: Oh God! So it's like on the Elias and. Elias' side, you know, things are not necessarily the best, but, you know, they're trucking on, they're making progress, they're getting closer to the prison. And it's like Keenan and Elias have their rivalry thing going.
1: Yeah, the love triangle kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Izzy's just there being
1: sweet. Because she's wonderful and too good for this world.
0: Oh, yeah, clearly, especially <laughs> yeah. She was too good for the world. What? Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and then like, do you, you want to discuss Izzy? Because I can't remember what actually happened in detail there.
1: Oh, someone stabbed her.
0: Oh, oh, damn.
1: <laughs> do well. I to, do I need to search up what actually happens to Izzy? I just remember I, you know being severely wounded by this. So I don't bury that I, memory.
0: I don't know if it's, like, that integral to the plot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, that was that was one of the instances of, like, yeah, you know, just because a character is good doesn't mean they're going to live. In fact, most of the good characters don't live.
1: Because we can't have nice things. Okay, I, I vaguely remember now. So, they were traveling. I thought they were traveling with... um. Either some of the people Elias grew up with, or just some you know, traveling merchants, or something. These people were helping them, being, gets you know, hide from soldiers and helping them smuggle across the country and all that. And Izzy started to have a thing with this archer kid who was actually really cute, and they were just really cute together. And then it turned out Izzy was good with the bow. And I was like, look at you growing into a little happy rebel and living your life, and uh, and then a raid happens, and uh, yeah. Izzy is, he, is, is, he is killed.
0: Was this when they had to like, hide under the things in the, the
1: carriages? I, I, so I thought they hid in the things maybe twice, because I thought the first time they got away with it, and they were all shocked because um, Laya did her spooky, invisible thing, and the soldiers didn't catch them, even though he was looking right at them. And let me see. They caught someone... And then Laya was like, we gotta go save them. And the caravan people are saying, no, we gotta keep moving. And she goes, no, we don't leave anyone behind. And, uh, or something like that. She was, she was threatening them. Oh, she was saying we have to hide everyone. That's what she had said. Mm. Um, At some point they do get caught in the midst of this hiding though by the soldiers. And in the midst of this, a lot of people are killed and uh, Izzy is killed.
0: Yeah. And then that's when they run away on their own, right? to try to get to the prison. Yeah. So that all that happens is he's gone. And then I think, what happens? Elias takes off in the middle of the night to go to the prison by himself? Yes, because
1: that's always a great idea.
0: It's like, yeah, let the dying man go by himself and he did like pass out at any moment. Sure. Yeah, Anyways. this
1: was great. What could go wrong? It's okay, I know this place. And then uh-huh. he's like, oh no, I don't know this place as well. <laughs> because the prison warden is really actually smart for once. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's like usually prison wardens are kind of like silly
1: and... Usually the lazy, pompous. corrupt, dumb, pompous brutes yeah. who, you know, you just let them drink and pass out and then you raid the prison. But this guy is sadistic and intelligent and actually knows what he's doing which Mm -hmm. is great which is actually great about a lot of the antagonists I wanted to say all of them but I didn't want to like make a blanket statement that was wrong but the commandant and kind of Marcus the prison warden um, spooky shadow man they're all really smart people and they all have master plans and you (laughs) underestimate them and you all die
0: it's like but like when they're all smart intelligent efficient people then how are the good guys who are kids supposed to win
1: which is the reality of this it is but the kids have things that they need and so there's some i guess there's some power there
0: oh my god so yeah elias runs off on his own i think he like steals a prison uniform or something
1: Yes, he does, yeah. and he goes in looking for a prisoner, or whatever. Or Ever he makes all these lies that you would think would normally look. It almost looks like it's working, and then it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, then he gets
1: caught. Yep, and shoved in prison. Yep, and is tortured for days. Oh yeah, know, for days. But he is he is intensely tortured, and he makes friends with the uh, little scholar boy. Oh he was, like, yeah, Kaz or something. Something like that. He was a really oh, small, cute that. name. Hmm. Well,
0: know. he was in the Tim, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> Tim's a Chris <cursed> name. <laughs> oh man! But uh, ah. yes, and they teaches the scholar kid to be brave. Like he inspires the kid to be brave, which is really a wonderful moment. I was like, oh, look at you! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Training rebels. This is not going to end well. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: And then there's like the that's guy true. in the cell two doors down that's just constantly screaming.
1: Gosh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The torture I, I love the torture. The prison the prison scenes are, are just I wanna say they're brutal. Like they're not as intensely gory or anything as a lot of writing, but when you imagine yourself psychologically in that place, it's really horrifying. Oh yeah. That was that was well depicted in all its horrificness.
0: Um it's like while well, this is happening, um, it's just Leia and Keaton off by themselves.
1: Yes, yes, I'm and Keenan's trying to get all close to her, and there's always, so here's the thing with Keenan, like right even from the beginning of the book, there's always something described about being, I think, dark about his either his presence or his eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's something you, you kind of gloss over, is like he's got some kind of a dark past maybe, or he's mm-hmm. jealous or something. And it's always it's always lurking there, which is, yeah. I think, something Laya does, the same thing the reader reader might do, where mm-hmm. you keep looking at him going, there's something off, and then you gloss over it because, you know, he cares for her, and he cares for the rebellion, and he's sincere, in and then he gets her, and things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... So
0: then they have their night together. Yes. And then he jumps back to Elias, who gets out of the chains with the help of, like, the kid. Yes. Or something. And then he gets into that cell where the dude's just screaming all the time. Yes. And it's the brother. It's, it's, yes. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Darren or Darren? I thought it was Darren. Darren? Okay. So he's the one that's in there screaming. And then he's just, like, saying these phrases over and over. And he's like, no. Wait, no, they talked, didn't they?
1: Uh, they did talk, because That's, I don't think Darren uh, believed him.
0: Yeah. And then he told Elias all of the things that he was telling the warden and the people at the yes. prison. Which was then fed to the um, Nightbringer. Which then yes. Elias realizes it, are all the things that Keenan has been saying. Where it's like... Yes. Uh, enough sugar or honey in the tea to choke a bear or something and yes. all those like really tiny and details detail. and, and then th- as soon as you find that out it switches back to leia and then like she gives him the the bracelet to hold <laughs> you're all screaming <laughs> no 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 <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like boom i am the evil dude i am the night bringer hey sorry i'm gonna leave you know?
1: Yes. you're like what yes so there is a way. I figured I figured it out actually like two seconds before it was revealed because there's a moment when the Commandant is visiting the Warden and they're discussing, you know, their Master together, the good old Nightbringer and shady dude. Shady dude. And um, I think either the Warden or the Commandant makes a comment that they haven't seen their Master in X number of months or something like that. And whatever the time period was, it linked up with however long Keenan had been traveling with them. And so, between that and the constant descriptions of keen darkness, it was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this is bad."
0: This is why I was laughing at you in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now.
1: Yep, yeah, no, oh, this is bad. Every time you
0: brought up Keenan, I started to laugh. I was like, oh, God.
1: You know, I had hopes that Keenan and Izzy were just going to be nice people together. And then, you know, it turned out (laughs) Keenan and Izzy were not going to be a thing. And then you're like, well, what's happening to Keenan now? And then he just slowly descended into darkness. And I'm like, oh, okay, he is actual darkness. But, like,
0: I think we maybe talked about this before, but the worst part is that it's mentioned that he actually has to care about these people in order to get this thing.
1: Yes. So the Nightbringer is like the saddest villain I have ever encountered, I feel like. Like, I feel for him in so many ways as much as I'm like, you he did not do that because th- that is the stipulation. So to, I think, and I think Elias learns this through the Soul Catcher and maybe some yeah. other bits and pieces. But um, the Jin people were imprisoned by mankind using, was it like a star or something? There was some kind of a weapon that was broken up into pieces that humanity yeah. had. It was and the so to- star, and that's what uh, Leia's bracelet is made of. Yes, and, and I saw so to free his people. The Nightbringer has to gather all the pieces of the star, and then he can free them. But. As you said, he has to genuinely care for a person before he can acquire this item. And it was probably some kind of stipulation put in place years ago to be like, learn to care for people and don't exact revenge and then you can be free. But there's a lot of complications because way too much time has passed and everyone's crazy. Mm -hmm. Also, the the further problem and one of the saddest things to me for all the gym is the Nightbringer can't even bring back his people like he can. But all of the djinn have been in prison for so long that they're completely insane. They're crazy, mm-hmm. so it's even if they're freed, it's just going to wreck the world, basically. I um, yeah. think that, and they're going to try and obliterate humanity and a whole lot of other things. And it's it's just really sad because Nightbringer is just trying to take care of his people and get his people back. The price of that is having to pr- betray someone he genuinely cares about. For I'm sure what he sees is doing as his kingly doing due- duty, his his greater good and all that. Um, and in the end, he's not it's not even going to be the same. Nothing can restore what was what was lost here. Yep.
0: And I think um, part of the thing with the star, I think you touched on it earlier, was that um, when it was broken up, broken up and made into these things, it's not only that he has to care for them; they have to be like the item has to be willingly handed over yes help, so he can't just steal it and i think it might have been implied that helene had one at some point oh was it was that not how she got the the singing ability is like how leia had her disappearing act because holding on to the house oh, for a while i don't, a don't know if i made that connection i don't know if i had made that connection i might be wrong like don't, don't like just go by what i'm saying i might be that's, like, the impression that I got winning it. Well, that makes a I lot kept, of sense because they... Yeah. yeah. I kept thinking that it might have been that chestplate plate thing that she had for a while. But I don't know if that is what it was.
1: Well, if that's she, the case... But that's, she won that from the augurs, though, which means the augurs had that, and the augurs uh-huh. must have, you know, given it to her. Because she, technically she won it, but it's the augurs, so, you know, they had a plan.
0: Yeah, but, like, the thing is... The commandant took it from her. Mm. So the commandant has to know. Is, <laughs> like, if, if that is one of them, and I don't know that it is. If that is one of them, then the nightbringer then has to make the commandant fall in love with him in order to get
1: well. Get it. The commandant's already like half in love with him in a weird, crazy way. Where she, I don't know, she does stuff and he gives her tattoos. I don't, I don't fully understand that relationship still. Which is another <laughs> thing I'm looking at. How has the Nightbringer recruited these people? Like, how has he recruited the Warden and, and uh, the Commandant? Because in some ways, you know, you understand his his goal, and you understand he's kind of on this this journey for justice and revenge and freeing his people. Why are the humans trying to help him? What What are they getting out of this?
0: The Nightbringer is gonna be really old, right? Like he's gonna be like thousands of years old. So technically he could be somewhat integral to like the founding of the empire for all we know.
1: Why for that long. Why have why are they helping him though? I just that's what I need to know. Yes, but what is he giving them? And why are they like, dude, what do they, what do they think is happening? I'm just I don't know. And they help this spooky guy who won't kill them. I guess. This is probably, but, there's
0: probably definitely a lot more to it than that, but you know, that's yes. what's they
1: the don't they don't seem afraid of him. And the Commandant's crazy and, you know, really just wants her son and a whole lot of other issues she has. So, you know, if the Commandant just wants to see the world burn, I understand that. The Warden is one of the things that confuses me, though, because the Warden doesn't seem like a man who wants the world to burn. He's a sadistic, kind of crazy man, but he's smart and he looks out for, you know, well-being of self and a whole lot of other things. So, I don't know. It might just be me, me underestimating people and, you know, thinking, you know, no one would, would just, you know, want everyone to just die. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The
0: Nightbringer is Elias dead.
1: <laughs> you know, I did think that for like two seconds and I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like this stacks up right. Oh,
0: God, that would be um interesting. though. No. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to linger on that thought for too long. But that would be extra complicated. Yes.
0: Maybe that's why Keenan didn't like it. Oh God! (laughs)
1: Like I'm engaged with my son. Wouldn't like him. Both his parents wouldn't like him. No. Oh God. Okay. Move on. Yes. Okay. Oh. Speaking of Elias and his situations, so Elias and the soul catcher. oh yeah. He becomes why does he become the soul catcher? It was like something he needed to like take control of the forest or something so they could hide in it. I don't know. it was something to help oh, them.
0: It was literally they had an escape plan. He was lifting Darren up the stairs to escape. Oh. see the escape. And yep. he died. Yep. He died on the steps
1: to victory. <laughs> Sorry. I remember this now and it was such, such a frustrating, terribly sad moment, but when you straight up say he was almost there and he died, I'm just having the Dark Souls you died flash in front of my eyes. <laughs> You die. <laughs> oh god. Yes. And then he's like, I need to extend my life for these extra two seconds, so let me become immortally bound to this forest and taking care of it. But he was arguing. He
0: was like, no, let me go back. I was nearly there. She's like, doesn't work that way. <laughs>
1: And he's like, but it could.
0: He's <laughs> like, fine, I'll take your job from you. He goes back, saves them both. And then it's like, well, you know, you're stuck here for eternity now.
1: For the extra two seconds he needed to get up those stairs. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. You fool. You <laughs> fool.
0: Mm-hmm. that was the worst that was literally like I'm not exaggerating that was the that was the worst thing I've ever read <laughs>
1: that was the like, worst Worse like emotionally or just worse is like bad emotionally okay that, I just also, wanted to check that's what
0: I was thinking and oh, yes. I mean it was brilliant writing but, oh yes but it was like he was right there and he died <laughs> And you as the reader aren't thinking, oh, he can become Soulcatcher. You as the reader are just like, he's dead.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you know, I always, this is something I always wonder about when we talk about like an immortal guardian in a role or it's usually actually, it's usually a minor character who someone's going to be sacrificed to take on this role to save their friends it's going to be this side character and you're going to have this heartbreaking moment like oh I'll never forget you thank you and then you just kind of wonder does this person sit here in this job for the next millennia you know, mm-hmm. so millennia ago I uh, wanted an extra 10 seconds of life and here I still am like does that does the impact of that fade with time like, I don't know I mean
0: you... okay there was like a Doctor Who episode I'm sorry I'm sorry it was there is a Doctor Who episode. I think it was when the new Doctor Who's. And there was this girl who got immortality. And it was played by the girl who plays Arya Stark in Game of oh, Thrones. yeah. So she got immortality. But the problem was that even though she was immortal, she still had a human brain. So she couldn't remember everything. So, like, after, like, a oh. century, she started to forget, like the beginnings of her life and after like a thousand years she didn't remember who she was before she had to like write journals so she would remember things and but she would reread them she wouldn't remember that it was her she'd be reading it like it was somebody else's journal
1: wow it's Like there was a point where she
0: had kids and like all her kids died of the plague but she was immortal so she was fine but she doesn't remember this she just knows it because she wrote it in the journal and she doesn't oh feel God.
1: emotionally.
0: but she's like, "This is why I won't have kids again." And I'm like, "So is it something like that where you just start to forget things? Like because technically your brain is still human, you can't hold all that information."
1: Because that's horrible. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's like a blessing or a curse. I don't know if it's one of those ignorance is bliss things where you don't like long for what you no longer have, or if it's just like, a, "Well." I'm gonna move on with my immortal life. And be quiet like, now. She forgot her own name. But what is a name when you're immortal? Do you need a I, name? I, I don't know. I feel like this I is something you were gonna that go go people to Hmm? No, I'm not that classy. <laughs> 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 but I think I, I, I don't know. I feel like people would respond to that differently. Because I don't know if it's one of those things where, like, you have a human brain, yes, but in the face of immortality, do you need a name?
0: It's like, "What?" I'm, I'm, she she literally just started referring to herself as me. I was like, I mean, "Whoa!"
1: I mean, there is something tragic about that, but I feel like that's just tragic from our mortal human importance. Perspective. Yes, and our, our idea of you know the value of our own life and our relations to others. because All of that changes when <sighs> you're immortal. But I guess drawing it back to Elias. He is a main character and he's a very important part to this plot and now he's kind of trapped in this forest that he can leave for a little bits of time but he always has to come back and take care of it so what's gonna happen
0: he's technically not supposed to leave though is the issue
1: you know he's not but he's still i thought he was still like i can just leave for a little bit and the forest is angry but you know
0: have you have you read any of the the excerpts for no, I
1: don't I don't touch excerpts because I need the full book in front of me like right now if I'm gonna have excerpts. will okay.
0: we won't, won't discuss that then. Okay
1: but, yeah. Okay, so it's gonna dig into that, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay, it's, cool.
0: That's gonna get touched on. And okay.
1: yeah. But how are we supposed to have our, our life changing bonding journey if he's in the forest? <laughs> he doesn't he just can't journey i just i just don't know what's gonna happen he's a protagonist like this hasn't happened before like it probably has somewhere but in the scope of the the young adult fiction i have been reading recently you know no one has really tied their character their one of their main characters into being you know the immortal guardian of this soul forest that is angry and full of gin and stuff because the forest is full of the gin spirits isn't it aren't the the gin spirits trapped in there
0: yeah. Was it like a specific tree or am I imagining that?
1: Not in a specific no, tree, just throughout that. the forest. There's yeah. Like dead people and then there's there's Jin too. And uh, yeah. I don't know if he's going to help mend that bridge somehow.
0: If the Jin are there though, that means the soul, the, not the soul catcher, the bringer. eventually has to come there.
1: Yes. It does. So- <laughs> It, I don't know it's going to be awkward. Like, this. the Nightbringer? Because the Nightbringer put the Soul Catcher, she, the Soul Catcher, the original Soul Catcher who was a she, whose name I forget. I thought Nightbringer put her there. and I said, now you yeah. gotta watch everyone because you messed up at some point. Yeah. So now yeah, he's gonna come back and be like, where are you? And Elias is gonna come out and be like, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> this bike. <laughs> It hurt. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Was there, awesome. is there?
0: Is there anything else that actually happened? Because we spent an hour just summarizing the plot. Is that, that it? Oh yeah, they they kiss. They have their moment, and they finally kiss because Elias is like, "Yeah, you know, I already died once." <laughs> <laughs>
1: might as well um yeah has got her brother back finally after two books and he's got secret weapon making thoughts and i forgot cool. that was a bang yeah, in the scope of everything else i forgot that was actually an important yes. thing because now the scholars can have weapons to match those of the empire
0: this is going to end up with like the scholar's And the Empire
1: being like, you know
0: what, we need to fight these other things, they're gonna kill all of us.
1: But we can't do that if Marcus is in charge, because Marcus is just gonna be like, No, we're gonna subjugate everybody.
0: Which means that then they have to take care of Marcus first. Why do they have so many problems? Oh how is this how is this gonna end? I don't know where this plot is going. It's like I don't know. It's like, usually, you can, like, have, like, an overall guess of where things might end up, but this, I'm just lost. And there's
1: so much, so much, this is a really complicated book, because it digs into those things you can't really make up for, you can't pay for the human, humankind cannot make up for what their great, great, great ancestors did to the Jin people, which was horrible. You can't... I don't. You can't fix that in a way. I don't I think there's a way to fix that in a way that's gonna be okay. I don't. Because yeah. we're rooting for humanity, but humanity's done horrible things, and now humanity's also hurting itself. Mm-hmm. And the gen guys trying to get revenge and, um... like, oh. the does Nightbringer bringer
0: actually want revenge now, or does he just want to free his people?
1: He wants in, to- in, that,
0: in that way, he's kind of like the most. As you were saying, sympathetic and, you know, character in this entire series, if that's all he wants.
1: I think, well, because I think he's putting up the idea that's all he wants. But for one thing, he will not acknowledge that the jinn are so crazed at this point from insanity and years of imprisonment that they're going to hurt some people if they get out. Second of all, because of everything that's happened to him, I'm sure he has some anger. I'm sure he has a lot of anger towards humanity. And I don't feel like he's going to make decisions that aren't aren't going to be harmful in the scope of everything just because he has been so hurt. Don't oh, know. So many hurt people, and then you know our poor protagonists are just like we didn't even know this was going on, which is another thing. Humanity at this point doesn't remember this stuff. Oh no! Humanity doesn't even know this is going on because humanity's great like that, and they're just like let's just forget this is a thing, so, okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how this is coming out because as this is, you want justice <laughs> and you want goodness, but. In some ways, the justice here looks like, you know, we're just going to die. I don't know. You can't fix this. No. Unless there's some magic I don't know about that's being set up. and I'm just waiting for that, maybe. I'm hoping is going to be like a soul catcher and it's going to help somebody. I don't know.
0: The answer is kill everyone.
1: No. That's, yes. That's not. The solution we're going for.
0: You kill you kill the Emperor, you kill the Blood strike, you kill no. the Nightbringer, you kill all the gym, you kill you kill everyone, and then there's no problem. No,
1: that's 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 not how we help the situation. That's how we feed more blood into the situation and make it worse. Is it though? But if everyone's
0: dead, it's called a queen
1: slate. I don't... I don't know how I feel about any of this. <laughs> I... it's okay, you know... Mm. oh gosh. Mm-hmm. I This is a tying did you see Infinity Wars? This is unrelated. Well, this is related. But this... all this stuff is overlapping in my mind now. I'm just like... I can't yeah, but no spoilers. Oh, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's so many questions that are being asked nowadays that are just complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that that's that ending feeling of, you know, oh, I no, yeah. and die. Yeah, kill, and, uh, kill half die. kill
0: everyone. Kill half of everyone.
1: Solid. Yes. This is that downhill slope of okay, things are a lot worse than we thought, but look these characters are still alive I don't know what we do about it where do we go from here
0: okay was there anyone else we need to discuss I don't think Marcus is much to discuss Mm because
1: Marcus is just gone his soul his soul fled when he he had to kill his brother and he's gone and it makes me really sad sometimes but then by the end of this book I was kind of over it because I was really sad I expressed this last podcast I was really sad when he had to kill his brother and I felt bad he was like he was my little brother I'm like oh my god and uh, now I'm like, okay, you should you you you're not meant for this world anymore. Bye.
0: <laughs> we had one that's too good for this world, and one that's not meant for this world.
1: And look which one we still have.
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying to go through the characters and see if there's anyone that was like
1: we met. Um, Mama oh, Elias's adopted mom. Yeah, that was but just for. Are. I don't remember the name. But that wasn't like a huge role, I guess. I mean, don't know, know it like, kind of was like, because everyone sacrificed for him. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why though? Why Why is everyone Everyone's sacrificing that- for this boy? I don't know. I mean, this boy's trying to do good things, but when we realize by the end of this book the scope of the problem, we're looking at, okay, so we have two teenagers who are on top of this and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget the
0: crazy warlord commandant because she wants to, I think, doesn't she want to betray the Nightbringer eventually? I
1: don't know what she wants ever. (laughs) I don't know. I love her. I just don't know what she wants oh god best mom you're great but you could use me best mom i want her to get together with matic from girlfriends no. No. yes no the best no. parents no we'll discuss this later i do yes. no. why, why are you do this <laughs> i mean i know that i still have i have legitimate arguments for matic which we can get into later but command is just crazy yeah. But she's smart and I don't know I don't know why she's like this. Because she fell in love with the Nightbringer. But I don't she just <laughs> as a person though, no, like her problems extend beyond being in love with the Nightbringer, which is a pretty weird problem. But uh I just don't understand. Cause grandfather grandfather uh Vit- Vitruvius, is that the family name? He's kinda normal he's yeah. proud of grandpa who's like glory to the empire I'm like okay well you really need to take a closer look at the empire but yes you're a pretty normal person and then we look at the daughter I'm like how are you like this did oh, they yeah. did, I can't remember if the family grandpa was that. smuggled out someone, yeah. escaped, someone smuggled grandpa out at the end of the last book I think so grandpa's okay somewhere but he's kind of upset that he's not at his house because he's an old man That's <laughs> I'm like, why do I have to be here that is some support there, you know. Yeah. So, uh,
0: those are the foundations yes. to break everything apart. You know, a host. We're, of getting,
1: we're getting some. We're getting some pieces in place. I guess we got you know Grandpa somewhere, and we know Keenan's in a bad idea, and uh, we got Darren back, and we got a. Do we know what happened to that bladesmith that was mentoring Darren? Did he get smuggled no. out? I think he got. Oh, he didn't.
0: I don't I don't remember what happened. I don't know if they mentioned it. He
1: might I have thought he got some of that with grandpa.
0: That would be good.
1: I hope What's that, that would mean I- we have the makings of a rebellion. Yes. We can take over the empire, but you know, in the meantime we'll do that whole humanity divided things and everyone be killed by Jin, but if we do it fast enough, maybe we can, you know, arm ourselves against the gin. Oh, I have another we forgot this character. I think we forgot this character. Um, Cook. Oh my
0: god, how do we forget
1: Cook? What is happening with Cook? <laughs> Cook is a Cook badass. Is. Cook is a badass, and she knows things, and she's just sneaking everywhere. Doesn't she keep sneaking into, like, Helene's room or just popping up in front of Helene every few feet? Like,
0: she was, like, she climbed up in, like, the... She was in a room or something, and they talked. She was, like, up in the windowsill, and then she, like, disappeared. She's this angry oh old lady. I'm like, how are you doing this? Does she maybe what? have gin powers, too? Does she have those those gifts? I like, we know that she knew Laya's mother, and Laya's mother was, like, a big part of the rebellion back in yes. the day. So, I don't know if it's tied into that, where she was maybe like their spider or whatever.
1: She doesn't like Laya's mother, though, if I remember correctly. Okay. She said that the lioness, which was Laya's mother, I thought that was what they called her, was like going to destroy them all or something. I don't know. She, she she keeps being super ominous. There's something really, something, like, she was tortured and scary things have happened to her. And she knows stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she knew something about, if she, maybe she figured out something about the Nightbringer and being Keenan Because she must have known Keenan because Laya's mom took care of him, I think. And I was so just like, what does she know? Why does she know it? What's she doing? What does she want? Whose side is Cook on? I don't know. Cook like, is Cook on, on Izzy's side, but... Izzy's.
0: Izzy's no longer here, so. Oh god! When Cook finds out that Izzy's dead,
1: Cook's going on a warpath. Oh no! Oh no! Well. uh... And we don't even know Cook's name either. Like she could be someone super important that we don't know about. We don't know who she is.
0: She could be the lioness for all we know.
1: She could be. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know and
0: maybe that's why she hates the lioness, because she hates the person she used to be
1: is she, I think she might be too old to be the lioness, though because she yeah, said she actually an old woman so she could be like the lioness's mom or something I don't know no, but maybe, we knew the mom
0: anyway they died at the
1: beginning oh, of the first part. yes what about what about the dad's <laughs>
0: parents I mean that's possible we don't know we know who nothing about she? that Dad? who is she <laughs> We will never know until maybe book three. Or book four. Next month. Yeah.
1: Next month.
0: Oh man. I'm not gonna get to read it because I don't get books here. Wow. Yeah.
1: Like you don't get you have to like mass order them in. It's more like it's like the bookstores
0: we have here used to carry good books, but then they changed ownership. And the person that owns it now does not I guess they don't like certain books so they cut down on the young adult section and oh no don't bring in any books other than what they like wow so it's like um they're they're i guess they're very religious so they don't bring in a lot of the young adult books that i would like to read and then the only other store that has young adult books does not have a lot of the ones that like this they mm. they have, um uh Lee wonder woman but it's like that kind of book that they have okay so in order to get books i need i ha- i'll have to order them and then i have to pay like um overseas shipping okay. it will take a while to get here and at least i don't have to pay duties on it but by the time it gets here you know that's that's money it's a lot of money for books yeah oh Unless man it's not even counting the fact that if I try to buy a book here, it's like $40 for a book. That's crazy. Like, if I tried to buy Shadow, uh, Shadow and Bone here, it would be like $40.
1: Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again. Not sing, cause you know words, but yes. We will return. <laughs> yeah. That's my conclusion speech. <laughs> we sound like the Avengers. We will return at the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and oh everything will be okay. I'll be fine. Totally. For the the after credits cutscene.
0: It's just a clip of us from the beginning trying to figure out what to say.
1: (laughs) That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Bye. Goodbye.